Shift M podcast episode 19. It's just me today. My name is Igor. Uh, no guests. Again, I'll try to be sort of educational. And uh, the problem I will discuss today now is uh, how people work with bugs, with tickets and bugs. Uh, things which they report and then they fix. I mean, programmers. I I keep seeing same and the same uh, troubles people are uh, keep doing and uh, reproducing. Even though I wrote a number of articles about that, I I think it's still a subject which I I would like to discuss. So I made a list of uh, things, a list of a list of typical problems people. Uh, keep doing and mistakes or problems you, you name it uh, when they work with bugs when they work with tickets and I'll just list them now and um, I will try to explain what's wrong with that and then I'll give you a, a, a few suggestions of what is right what's the right way I actually wrote a, 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 an article which is uh, on the blog which is like I don't know probably a few years old let me check uh no it's not that one uh, yeah it's called five principles of bug tracking it's three years old the article is three years old i'll give you the link in the show notes and it explains um, what's the right attitude to a bug to a ticket and how a person who reports the bug has to work with that and how the person who uh, is fixing the bug has to do it but still Still, people don't do that. So first, a number of items. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's ten. So we're going to have ten mistakes, which we keep doing, and uh, we'll go one by one. It will take about 45 minutes. Point number one. Uh, People think that bugs and uh, tickets, it's something different. So they separate bugs, which are problems that which they report, and they also think that we have some kind of sort of tickets, which are jobs or tasks which somebody has to do. So they they try to to think they they try to separate them. They feel that a bug is something bad, and then a ticket is something good. So a bug is something is broken, and uh, nobody wants to see a bug in the project. Nobody enjoys working with bugs. So they try to, you know, to, they, they have an attitude to the thing, which which is a negative attitude. And they also have tasks or, or jobs or just tickets, which are sort of a good thing. And they report it and then everybody is looking forward to it. And uh, the project likes to see that jobs uh, reported. I think it's wrong. I think they're all the same. I think we have uh, that it's really important to uh, to understand any piece of work which we report, which we drop into the project as a, as a, as a ticket or a bug, it doesn't matter. What, impo- what, what is important, what matters is that uh, every ticket has a problem which needs to be solved and the project has to move forward a little bit, one step forward to the position where the problem is solved. So when we report anything we always have to say in that in that in that thing in that ticket 
what is wrong now, what we don't like in the project, and then what we would like to see instead. So let's say if it's a bug, then I say, I, uh, I look at this class and I can't find a unit test for it. It's a bug, obviously. So I'm expecting a unit test, but I don't see the unit test. So I report that situation. I say, hey, I, I see the, the, the file and I don't find a unit. I can't find a unit test. Please fix it. So the fix is obvious. Just, just create a unit test and the problem is gone. Uh, let's say I have um, uh, a question for a project. I'm looking at the, the class and I can't understand how, well, I can't understand why that particular design is here. So that's my question. So I report it, but I don't do it as a, as a question. I, I also have to report it as a bug. I'm saying, look, I have a piece of code and it doesn't have the proper documentation or it doesn't have the proper explanation of why it's done this way. Again, in order to fix that, there has to be a, an information provided. So what's missing is information. So every time we report something, we need to think what is missing. We, we shouldn't just ask questions. Nobody is interested in questions. Nobody is interested in, in, in tasks which are uh, just do it for me. We need to specify what needs to be done. What's going to be the result? What's the outcome? How the problem can be fixed? Instead of saying what needs to be done. So I think in general, the definition of any task has to be in the form of uh, what's missing, what's not good, what's, what, what needs to be created in order to solve the problem. Instead of telling the, the performer of a task what needs to be done. So instead of saying, uh, uh, hey, write the documentation for me, or hey, explain me how it works. We need to say, uh, look, this piece of code or this piece of functionality is missing the information about how it works. So don't tell, don't tell me as a performer of the ticket in the future or the solver of the bug, don't tell me what to do. I mean, don't tell me how to fix the problem. Tell me what's missing. Maybe I will write the documentation. Maybe I will just delete the class. It's also going to be a solution. So if you're saying, look, I'm looking at the class A and it doesn't have the proper information of why it's here, then maybe I will write that information, maybe I will rename that class, maybe I will move it to another project. It's going to be, it's, it's up to me how to solve your problem. But most people, they, they, that's what I see in my, project, in my projects, in open source projects, most people keep doing it in the form of instructions. So they just create a ticket and they say, here's the, here's the job for you to do, here's the work for you to do, like explain me this and this, or... Uh, uh, you know, configure that deployment, you know, pipeline or create a unit test for me or write integration tests for these classes. That's, that's, that's because I think that's because they understand that there are, there are jobs or tasks and there are bugs, like two separate categories. I think there's only one category, just bugs. Everything we report to the project has to be in the form of bug. Like something is wrong. Uh, Something is missing, is wrong, doesn't work, but, but it always has to be, the, the, the problem has to be explained, not the task of what you, know, what you want me to do to solve that problem. So that's a number one critical misconception in the bug reporting. And I see it everywhere, like so often. And it's always like, it's always the job of the person who starts working with the bug. I also wrote it in the blog, that when you start working with the bug, the first thing you do 
is that you ask the bug reporter to reformat the question. So don't start working with it if the bug description contains instructions instead of, instead of the problem description. So if the bug, if the text says, uh, give, me the, 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 give me the documentation for it or uh, implement the unit test or implement the integration set or, uh, you know, something, you know, just instructions, then I would strongly recommend to stop before you even start uh, doing anything with the ticket and ask the ticket creator, the reporter, to reformat the text and say what exactly is the problem, what needs to be fixed. Not how it has to be fixed, but what needs to be fixed. I also said it in the blog that, that in my opinion, that, that bug is a, is a vector from point A to point B. So you're saying, we are at the point A right now, and I want you to move the project to point B, where something is going to be, you know, something will exist or something will disappear, something like that. So how you will go from point A to point B? That's your problem. That's your task. You, you decide. It's up to you. But now I see the project without the documentation. I want to see it with the documentation or I want to see it with the information or I want to see it with the unit test or I want to see it with the you know, additional code coverage. I don't know. Something. Or I want to see it with the feature uh, working or I want to see it with, the, um, you know, uh, with the, this code working faster than it was before. So you're not saying that make that class work faster, but you're saying now the, the performance of this class is five hits per second. We need to have 50 hits per second. So here it is, the definition of the goal. So you have five, we need 50. That's all. How are you going to get there? It's up to you. That's the first problem. The second problem is that, uh, that's also what I keep seeing quite frequently is that people turn uh, tickets into discussions. So they think that these ticketing systems are similar to chats, to uh, discussion rooms, to, you know, Skype channels, to some group, uh, groups in Telegram, whatever. So they just feel that this is just a territory where they can jump in and say what they think, ask questions, invite some people, share some pictures, they just feel that this is an, the, the, the territory for talks, but that's not. So the ticket is not where you're supposed to just have a conversation. The ticket is a specific, like I said, a vector from, for, for moving the project from point A to point B. So we are not here to talk about life. We're not here to discuss things. We're not here to find truths. We're here to move it to point B as soon as possible. If you have some other questions if you have if you want to discuss something if you have some you know if you're missing some information if you're seeing some side problems while you're working on on moving project from point a to point b then you create separate tickets but people don't do that we are just programmers just uh they just keep asking different questions in the same ticket that's what i see very frequently and i'm always having to uh, to ask them, like, stop, you know, stop, stop discussing that further because we are moving now to a different area. It's, it's off topic now. So you better create new ticket and then we continue there. So it's really important for, for all the participants of the ticket, of the bug or a ticket, to keep it on topic, to keep it on one specific problem. Just focus on the problem solving and avoid, you know, extra discussions, extra questions, extra ideas throwing there. 
I don't know why it's happening. Maybe people just feel, I don't know, lonely or they feel that uh, it's, you know, that somebody is listening to them and it's a good opportunity to, to talk about everything they have in, in their mind. Difficult to say, but what I see is that they are uh, talking too much. Talking too much. And it's, if, it's, if, if the talk is about the problem, then I have no problem with that because... Uh, well, because the discussions, they, the discussion is required if, if we need that information uh, and discussion in order to move forward to, to actually solving the problem, to, to closing the ticket. So the goal of the person who is responsible for the ticket is to close it. That's the main primary objective and the only objective. There are no other goals, there are no other uh, targets for the person who is, who is assigned to the ticket. The job of that person is not to talk to us, is not to keep the conversation going, is not to be you know, nice and, and be friendly and uh, make sure that the ticket attracts many participants, which some people feel they have to do. Instead, the main goal is to stop it as soon as possible, to close it as soon as possible. If it's possible to close in, in, in two messages in just a few minutes, then do it. So the main objective is to close the ticket, not to keep it open. Because the ticket consumes resources, because the ticket is, is what we are spending money for, that's that, that what we spend time for, it takes, it distracts us from everything else. So the main thing is if, if the project was at point A and somebody suggested that we need to move it to point B and then it's assigned to me and I know how to do it and I can do it without any discussions, then I will just do it and close the ticket. That's how it should be. So, so my, my point here, number two, is that tickets are not discussion boards. They're not for talks. They're not for having nice conversations. They are, they are for closing and, and solving problems. Well, point three is that uh, quite frequently people, that's it's a similar problem, but I, I decided to make it a separate. The people make a lot of noise. So even when they move um, the, the if they move the ticket from point A to point B, they still make noise by uh, by posting information which is irrelevant, by uh, again asking questions which may look relevant, but in reality it's not. So I call it noise. Uh, not all of the programmers, I not, not me. It's, it's not a frequent problem, but it happens. So it's a lot of noise. Sometimes I see a lot of noise in in, in those tickets, and uh, and I'm re I'm recommending to to be as less verbose as possible. So make your messages short. Don't you know? Don't write long messages and long stories and big paragraphs of text. Because it's difficult to read. Nobody really cares about your opinions. Nobody really cares about a lot of text. Everybody wants to just close the ticket, solve the problem, and move on. So all these you know, long stories when people are saying that, look at this, I have that, and, and, and I want to show you something else, and let me share something with you. Sometimes it's kind of a psychological problem and people, like I said, people feel lonely and they, and they feel that here's the opportunity for them to be heard. So somebody's listening to them, so that's a good chance to, to actually talk and, and the microphone is in my hands. 
So, okay, I'm going to talk for as long as I can and then write like two pages, uh, two pages comments which nobody want to read, wants to read. So I'm suggesting to make your messages short. That's important. Right to the point and just one paragraph is the maximum. Don't, don't make it too long unless you really need to and you, 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 are, you are the owner of the information which nobody else has. In that case, yeah, of course, of course, write a little bit longer. But in general, try to make it really short. Because people get back to tickets sometimes when the, um, you know, the, problem, when we, the problem is already in the past and we are solving something else. And then we, when we remember that, that a few months ago or maybe a few years ago we had something similar. And then we go to the history. We search by the history. We find that ticket. And we want to jump in and we want to understand in a few seconds or in a few minutes what was the discussion about and how the solution was found. And we don't want to read like long stories and long texts and spend, you know, a few hours uh, to go through all the discussions and then understand what it was about. So just try to respect your uh, future friends who will read your stories and make them short for you, for them. Uh, another problem, number four, is uh, that... People don't really understand that they need to close the ticket, like I said before, and they keep it alive for a long time, and they don't even close it when the, pro the problem is already gone. So I'm talking about reporters most, mostly. So they reported, not only reporters, both of, both of them, the people who report and people who are fixing the problems. So they, they, they report, and then they, uh, uh, they, they see that the problem is already fixed, that what they reported, what they started from, uh, was already solved, but there is still something not, you know, still something left. It happens, you know, it's software. So I said, look, these, these, these buttons, I click the button and it's supposed to be, uh, you know, it's supposed to be a new screen to be visible, but when I click, there is no new screen. Okay, it's an obvious problem, and somebody else, somebody, some other programmer solved it for me. And now I click the button, I see the screen, but the screen is empty. And then I'm saying in this ticket, look, uh, yeah, I see that you solved the problem. I see that the screen is that right there, but it's empty. It's 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 a wrong it's a wrong approach. You have to close the ticket and say, yes, you solved my problem. Now I can see the screen. Thank you for that. See the continuation of that in the next ticket. And then you create a new ticket and you link it to the original one. That's all. So you, you let the person go. You take the stress out of their shoulders. You take the, uh, the responsibility of the problem from the shoulders of that person. And you create a new ticket who will be assigned to somebody else. Or maybe to the same person. You don't know. But you close the original one as soon as you can. You don't hold it for too long. You don't keep the... You don't keep the uh, you don't keep the problem-solving process for, for too long on one person. It's stressful, it's not really motivating, it's, uh, it's too long, you lose the focus, uh, and it's difficult to track that in the future. In the future, when I find your ticket, I will see that you were not able to see the screen, and then I go through your history of changes, and in the end, you're fixing some database connection issues. So there's too many things in one discussion which do not help in the maintainability of that information, maintainability of this ticketing history. So as soon as your original problem is fixed, close the ticket. And it's also 
relevant to the person who is working with the ticket. As soon as you solve the original problem, and, and there are some other problems show up, because they can and they will, and the person who reported the ticket is saying, is telling you that, that you have to fix them as well, just ask that, that, that guy to, to stop talking here, to close that ticket, the original one, and, and, and let's create new ones. So don't keep it for long. Try to close as soon as possible. Again, it's not happening. And it's really typical. I see it a lot. Because I don't, think, I don't know why it's happening. Well, I have a suspicion that I think that people are, again, they're, uh, they're afraid to lose the microphone. So they see that, look, I created the ticket. Uh, somebody started to work on my problem. And uh, as long as I have that person in front of me, and as long as that person is already working, so let me take as much as I can from, what, from that person, from that programmer. So I don't want to let him go. I want him to, you know, to, uh, to, to stay with me for as long as possible. And then when it's done, when everything is done, when all my problems are solved, then, okay, I'll let him go. It's like, you know, it's like uh, somebody, you know, on your... Uh, uh, on your um, the body shop for for your um, uh, for the car, so you you come with the car and say my door doesn't you know doesn't lock, and then and then the, the guy fixes the door and then you say look look at my steering wheel or look at my you know can you change my oil or do something like do everything for me because I don't want to go back home and then come back again stay in the line wait for everything so I want everything to be fixed. We do the same in the tickets. We just want everything to be fixed as long as that particular programmer is already with us. That's wrong. It shouldn't be like that. We should, we should close and move to the next ticket. Close and jump to the next ticket. Uh, problem number five. We have six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, ten, like I promised. So problem number five is that um, we report too many issues at one ticket. A super typical problem, like uh, they create a ticket and they say, look, I like your library or I like your framework or I like your tool. I like it's an open, like I'm talking about open source. And they say, I like it. Thank you very much. Here's the list of problems I, I, I see. And then one, two, three. It's a, you know, it's a combination of all the previous problems I mentioned, like they feel that this is a discussion board, then they are here to open a discussion, and then somebody will jump in, jump in, and will help, and will and will solve the problem. We'll talk to them, and they will go from from problem one to problem two, and then to problem three. It's going to be a long discussion. It's like they feel that this is like a service line for them, so they kind of call and say, "Hey, is it my phone operator? Yes. Okay, I have three problems for you." And the operator says, "Okay, let's go one by one." The ticket is not a service line. It's something else. It's a different, different nature of the ticket. The ticket is something which starts, stops, and then you move to the next one. Again, you start and stop. You, you start and close, and then you move to the next one. But they don't do it. They, they just open the service line. They, they ask all the possible questions they have. And then in the end, they say, thank you very much for your support, looking for your help. It's, it's really difficult to help if three problems are reported in the same ticket. Because, because for me, if I'm the helper, if I'm the programmer, if I'm the, the ticket solver then I don't know when this ticket will be closed. What's the exit criteria? What's my uh, definition of done here? What if I solve just one problem? Will it be closed? Because two problems are still there, but I solved one, so 
am I, you know, am I done or my, what should I do? Especially if you, if we, in our case, we pay for tickets closing. So for us, it's extremely important. We cannot work with the ticket which has three, three, three problems. We need just one. But even for you know traditional systems, for traditional management, still not really good because the the programmer will not be really motivated to to work with that ticket because it's too big. It has too many unknowns. It has too many situations which may lead to success or failure. Like I said, like if I close, if I solve one problem, but there are two problems left. So am I good? Am I bad? It's a failure or it's success. So what's what's my where am I? What's my status? So that's why always should be ticket should be small. A problem you define in ticket should be as small as possible. If you can't break your problem into parts and to pieces, just do it as a reporter. So when you report a problem, break it down into small into smaller into as small as possible pieces. But never ever group them together and report together. Create three tickets, create five tickets. Maybe, maybe, you know, that's my suspicion as well. Maybe people feel that every time they create a ticket, they do something, something bad for us. Like, you know, it's a bug, so it's a defect, it's negative. So if there's only one defect, then we will be like not so upset. But if they will bring me five defects, I'll be like, what are you doing here? Like, are you blaming us for low quality? Five defects? Like, hey, be, you know, be modest, be... Uh, you know, don't don't ask us for do us for, for to work for you for that much. You know, it's open source, it's free, so be kind of, you know, modest. Maybe I don't know, but but they are doing the bad favor for us. So for us, it's easier to work. First of all, it's not a problem. So every bug is a good thing for for everybody. For every software project, a bug is a really good thing because it's something which we will work on. It's something which is visible. It's something which is coming from our testers or our customers or but it's coming it's already discovered the bug is a discovered problem we know that there are many other problems in there but they are not still discovered so we're waiting for them we're waiting for this information so tell us please what's wrong in our software so we can fix it and the quality will go up if you don't tell us that if you if you then then it's you're doing us a bad favor we want to know about problems that's that's our you know, that's the right attitude of a software team. So we want bugs. We want as much as, po- as many as possible bugs. So when you create just one, uh, it's okay. But if you create five, you're, you're really a good user for us. You're a really good tester. You're a really good, you know, member of the team if you create more bugs. So don't be, don't group them together. Don't make less bugs. Ba- make more bugs. But it's not happening. I keep seeing it many, many, many times that people group issues together and bring them, bring them, bring them to us in batches, in, in packages. And then I ask them, well, when we start working with the ticket, I'm telling you, if you're the programmer, don't start, don't even start working with the ticket if the ticket reports uh, a number of bugs instead of one, a number of problems instead of one. Ask them immediately, the moment you start working, say, can you please break it down into into individual tickets for me, please? And then the person who reported it will do it for you. Don't do it yourself. Ask them to do it. You will train them to behave properly in, in the project. That's that's valuable. That is your valuable uh, feedback for them. They, they will also learn because some people don't know. Like I'm telling you, they, they, they probably... Uh, think that it's a service line for for them and they are just 
Um, they're just calling. People People still email me, not still, but they're doing it for years. When the moment I started doing open source, uh, people started to email me with questions. They, they, I'm getting a few emails every week, people asking me uh, for help with my open source libraries. I have like, you know, a few dozens of open source libraries. Some of them are, you know, popular, some of them are less, but people are using some of them and they, they email me and they, the emails are, in, in most cases, emails are quite long. And they always start like, hey, thank you very much for your library. I enjoy using it, but here's a few questions I have. Question one, question two, question three. That's completely ridic ridiculous because I'm not going to answer that email. At all. I answer all of them. I answer all emails, but my answers will sound like, can you please report that things to our issue tracking on GitHub? And then we will take a look. But please remember that you have to break down your email into pieces and report them one by one. That's a very typical answer I'm giving by email when somebody is asking for my help. I'm ready to help. I want to help. But it's not the service line. You know, I cannot be the operator who is, uh, who's, you know, solving problems. Uh, I'm thinking why I shouldn't be the service operator. Uh, I think it's difficult to manage that kind of work. If I would be just doing my one open source project and I would have just customers and I would be paid uh, per day of my time, then I would be just okay sitting and answering that long emails or you know solving that tickets with multiple issues in the same in the same group. But even in that case, it would be a waste of my time because it will be difficult in the future to find that solutions back in history. So maybe the service line, when you call your phone operator, the phone operator will not tell you, uh, go to you know, our ticketing system and find the ticket number 573 and see how we solved that problem for our customer two years ago. Well, because most customers will not like that. They will say that that's, you know, they would say that they need a better service. They, they don't want to go somewhere. They want to read a similar problem, even though we keep solving the same problem again and again. We keep calling these phone operators and we keep asking the same questions. Like I, you can imagine how many times a day they, they answer the same question again and again. But that's, we're talking about, you know, phone customers. They're not programmers. They're just people who don't really have some of them internet or whatever. But here we're talking about programmers, the people who are technically capable of uh, and quite smart uh, to find uh, the previous solution, instead of just having a nice conversation with an operator again and again, asking for a custom solution every time. So, so my point is that this, this uh, service line is more expensive for a project, way more expensive. Again, if the project is rich and you have a lot of money, then maybe you, have, you can have these operators. But even like look at Apple, for example, support. They have online discussions and they have online questions and online... Not, well, tickets as well. They have numbers even for them. So they refer time to time to them and saying, we solved that problem already here and there. So big companies also uh, want to keep the problem solving uh, in, a, in, in a ticketing way, in a numbered way, where all, each problem has a number. But if that, there are three problems reported, then how can I assign a number for a solution? There were three problems, so it's, so it's not anymore a problem solving, it's a customer helping. So instead of being a problem number 17, it becomes an unhappy customer number 17. And it will be difficult for me in the future to refer the next customer 
to that ticket 17 because in the ticket 17 we were solving a very specific uh, combination of problems for a specific customer number 17. So that's, that solution will be not really useful for the future. We will not be able to reuse it because it was a specifically custom tailored uh, discussion uh, which was about specific situation and one customer. If we break it down into three problems, then we will have problem 17, problem 18, problem 19. And it and will not matter in the future what was the customer, what was the name of the customer. It will be important what was the problem. Well, I guess I made my point. So let's go to point six. Yeah, point six, uh, not too often, but it happens. So people invite more and more participants to the discussion because they feel that uh, the entire team has to be involved because it's so important. So they feel the importance of the ticket and they CC, you know, carbon copy. So they put many people in the CC or they invite people to the, uh, to the ticket. And uh, when I work in commercial projects, it's, it's mostly the kid, the problem in commercial projects, not in open source. So it's like uh, somebody is working on the ticket and they... Uh, CC, the, the, the architect of the project, the senior developer of the project, a few programmers, and then the CTO. So now there are five people there who are watching the ticket, who are getting email notifications about the ticket, and who don't care at all about what's going on there. Well, because people cannot care about everything. It's, it's, you know, it's too much. So when the, the CTO is being uh, copied in like 50 different tickets, he will not care about any of them because it's it's going to be noise it's it's become it will become noise but programmers they feel that that it's important for it's going it may be important for the cto so let's let's cc him let's invite him to the ticket and let let the ticket be shared with the person mm, i think it's wrong i think it's better to uh to keep the ticket to keep the group of people who who is working with the ticket as small as possible not as big as possible but as small as possible so narrow down the choice of people you have for, for a ticket you're working on. Ideally, in an ideal world, it has to be two persons. One who is the reporter, one who is the problem solver. Just two people. Nobody else. Because nobody, everybody else don't really care about that. Just keep it in mind. It's always one-on-one. -on -one. It's one who has the problem and one who solves the problem. Everybody else... They can watch, they can pretend that they care, they can say, yeah, yeah, go on guys, I like what you're doing, but they don't care. They care about their own tickets. So try to avoid that invitations and invitations. Keep in mind that they don't, they're not going to help because they don't care. It's, it's, it's just noise for them, no matter what they say. Uh, next one is... Uh, well, maybe it's not a new one, but I have to say, it. people lose focus. That, that, that happens quite frequently, is that uh, they start from one problem and they go to a different one slowly, both of them, the reporter and the problem solver. So they started from the original one, like I was clicking the button and uh, the, the screen was not appearing. That is the original definition of the ticket. And then they start solving it, and the person who solves says, hey, Maybe we need, don't need the button at all. Maybe how about the screen will show up automatically? And the person, the reporter says, yeah, it's maybe not a bad idea, so let's do it that way. And, and they keep working on that in the same ticket. 
and then the reporter says hey maybe you know what instead of showing it up automatically how about we remove the window at all i don't i don't think i need it let's put this information somewhere else and that the, the, the implementer says yeah sure i can do it it's easy for me and they keep talking they keep talking and they finally completely go off the track to something completely different instead of they shouldn't do it like that they should close that ticket and open a new one and continue there they should not keep they should not you know go too far and distract themselves and future readers of that uh, too much uh, instead of you know being focused on, on on the problem and the solution and the scope which is already defined I think it's relevant to the problem I mentioned before where people are uh, turning tickets into discussions maybe it's here same situation so they feel like it's a, it's a, it's a good opportunity to talk and they start you know they start losing focus and, and, and eventually it's it's a long ticket eventually which you don't even understand why it started from there when it's ended with something else it's it's completely unmaintainable piece of information for the future because in the future you will not be able to actually find it because by the title it will not be findable will not be you know searchable it will not be it will be difficult to find it by the description because it was completely about something else so the solution introduced in the ticket was not what it was originally described the next one we have three of them left the next one is uh, well maybe this one I already I already mentioned that that people are afraid to make new tickets yeah I think I said it already so like, it's kind of a summary of the situation so people feel that tickets are uh, something bad for the project they should try to avoid them because they are not what the project wants because this is defects there are bugs they're annoying they make people don't like the project you know I've been telling this story for many times I was talking to a friend of mine a few years ago and uh, uh, he was proudly explaining me how good their management is and he said look we've been working on this project for two years and we just have a thousand bugs reported in our system he was proud to say that it's just a thousand I mean he meant that it was a quite a small number for 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 his situation just a thousand so instead of saying like look we found 10,000 bugs over two years so look how great we are how how great is our testing how great is our uh, bug reporting philosophy and, and environment and everything is so uh, so effectively working that the project is capable of finding 10,000 bugs in two years but he said look we found just a thousand that's how, how great we are uh, <laughs> I was yeah I was surprised and I, I I didn't even have anything to say I just said do you think it's good and he said yeah and I said don't you think that bugs are actually good thing and he said like it's like let's stop it I mean don't go there I don't want that discussion so it's a question about the philosophy I think so my philosophy is that uh, the project has to welcome bugs and let people create as many as possible uh, and then the project has to decide which bugs make sense and which of them could be just duplicates or could be just minor could be just cosmetic 
it's always up to the project what to do with the bug. Your job as a developer, my job as a member of the project, is to report as much as possible, as many as possible. In the future, later, the project or project manager will make the, or the architect will make the decision what to do with the bug. But don't be afraid to report it. Nobody's going to blame you for reporting bugs. Everybody will blame you for staying quiet, for concealing that information, for hiding that information, for not disclosing it, for not making it public. If you make it public, if you bring it up, if you, if you expose your concerns, everybody will be thankful. Well, in a normal project, in a good project. If the project says, don't report us, then probably there is something really wrong with the management. You better, you better go somewhere else. But any open source project, for sure, I guarantee you that, will like your bugs. If they don't like, don't care about that. They will just close it. What's, what's the problem? So keep reporting. Don't be afraid of that. Two more problems. One is called that people are... They are related one to each other. Uh, first of all, people are not pushing hard enough. The, I mean, the, uh, uh, the closers and, and, and the reporters. So the, the, the objective of the reporter is to make sure that, uh, well, let's, let's discuss them separately. So first problem is that reporters are too weak. And then the second problem is that uh, the closer is too weak. So when the reporter is being weak, it means that the reporter creates a problem and then somebody who is fixing it saying, hey, it's not a problem, I will close that bug. Because blah, 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 it's cosmetic, we don't care, it's not important. So the reporter has to say no, has to, has to fight for it for as long as it's possible. So don't just say, yeah, okay, it's not a bug, no problem, let's move on. So fight for it. Try to defend your position. Try to explain that it is important, that it is a bug. Try to show them how to reproduce. Try to fight for it and try to, you know, try to convince them. Convince that person, maybe not them, but one person in front of you. Try to con convince that programmer that it is a bug, that it, that, that, that it has to be fixed, and it's important. Many people don't do that. I've, I see it many times. They just report, and then the report, the, the fixer, the implementer says, explains why it's not going to be fixed, or it's not possible to be to, to be fixed on some many, some some reasons, and they just close it. It's not good. Also, another problem is that uh, quite frequently people close the bugs when the explanation is provided. So the person says. Well, it was just a few days ago in one of my projects. The, the reporter, one guy said, uh, I'm trying to use your tool and, uh, and it gives me the error message like that. Like, I don't understand what it means. So I want more information. And I, and I said, yeah, it means this, this and that. But he was smart enough and he said, yeah, and I said, I explained that. I said, it means this and that. And he said, I got it, thank you. But it would be great if you put that into documentation so that in the future, everybody else will understand it easily. So that's the right position. So don't close the bug with just an explanation. It has to be something provided, some code, some piece of documentation, something tangible has to be added to the project by the person who is fixing the bug you cannot the bug should not be and cannot be closed by just an explanation just a deal between these two people there can't be a deal there has to be something tangible provided 
a piece of documentation, a small line in the documentation, a small, you know, a small change in the error message, something. So don't close if nothing is given to you. Just demand uh, some 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 Git commit has to be there. I'm sure you're using Git, right? Okay, and this and another the final one is then when the report when the the this, the problem solver is too weak, that means that. Um, that uh, you're accepting all the possible bugs and, and work on all of them. That's not good. So you should be also uh, you should be also capable of defending the position of the project and say that hey the project is good. We don't have that bug. It works. You know it is it's okay. You know convince me that there is a bug. So there has to be a a, 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 a conflict between the bug reporter. And the problem and, and, the, and the, um, the, the, the problem solver. So it has to be a, a conflict, and uh, they both have to defend their own positions, and then somewhere in the middle the truth will be found. So if you're too weak, if you're accepting all the possible bugs, you will ruin the project. You will do a bad favor for the project because you will, uh, uh, you will satisfy all the possible demands from all the possible users and then eventually the project will just fall apart because there were too many demands, they will be looking at different directions and you will, uh, you will turn the project into a mess. So you need, to, you, know, you need to remember that your job is to defend uh, the position of the project, not your, not your own position, but the position of the project. So the project should always say that I'm now, you know, I'm perfect. And when somebody says there is a bug, then first of all, let's discuss and let me convince you that, that I am perfect. If I can't convince you, if I see that, okay, you're right, the truth is on your side. So yes, I'm not perfect in that particular area. Then I admit it, I accept it, and then I go into, uh, into fixing it. But don't jump into fixing immediately. First of all, try to analyze whether it's possible to, to mark that bug as invalid, as won't fix, as uh, incomplete, as cosmetic, as duplicate. Try to find similar bugs in the, in, the, in the bug tracking system. Try to find duplicates and say, we fixed that already here, or we decided not to fix it there. Try to defend. Uh, well, that was a summary of the problems I, I am uh, observing in my projects. I hope it was, it was helpful. Read my blog article about that and try to be, you know, try to be a, a, a professional, a professional, uh, you know, bug fixer, bug reporter. I don't know how to say it. But my point is that it's important to know how to work with bugs, not only with the code. So writing code is part of your job. But another part of your job is to deal with that bugs, to deal with the bug tracking ecosystem. Don't ignore it. It's, it's a separate set of skills and it's as important or maybe even more important than writing code and encoding this algorithm. So knowing how to deal with people and knowing, and, and knowing how to deal with their reports is very important for a professional programmer. Uh, good luck with your coding. See you. Keep listening. I publish my podcasts every week on Monday somewhere uh, in the morning Pacific time. Thank you. Bye-bye.